Your ketchup chips don't taste like my ketchup chips. I just can't stand ketchup. What? 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 Shutterstock music. Wee! Wee! Fucking hilarious. Welcome back, everybody. This is Mark A, Super Civil Servants Podcast. My name is Greg with two G's, and I am one of your hosts. With me, as always, my co-host, Nathan. How are we doing, everybody? And joining us again today, basically another co-host, is Travis. Thanks, Greg. Thanks for having me. And uh, just, you already made my night by saying Greg with two G's. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Me too. I I always try to have something fun to say when I start it. It's always nice. But, um, okay, so we're back this week. Uh, folks, I want to go and apologize. We try to do this every single week, but I had some problems come up with family health issues last week, and we just needed to drop out for a little while. So we took a break, kind of collected ourselves. We're back now. we got a lot to talk about. I know that Travis and I have both seen Spider-Man Far From Home, so we're going to do a little bit of non-spoiler talk about that. And then I believe we're going to talk about Son of Batman, the animated movie, a little bit of Young Justice Season 3, and then me and Nathan are going to talk about Umbrella Academy Episode 5, because it's been way too long since we have continued <laughs> that review. And it's such a good show. It's such a good show. Exactly. With all that being said, Travis, just give me a 1 through 10 grade of what you thought of Far From Home. You can use I'm, decimals, whatever number you want to. Just. I'm going to give it an 8.8. 8. I've, really? I've seen it a second time. Really? Okay. And the first act's a little slow for me. I still think it's better than Homecoming. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I thought Mysterio, even though they changed his background a little bit, I'm not going to go into details on what they did. I thought that some of the things they did with him was very reminiscent of Spider-Man the Animated Series uh, Mysterio, which that's my jam anyway, Spider-Man the Animated Series. I would probably argue with people that it's on the same level as Batman the Animated Series. Uh, Sorry, Scott from Suicide Squad cast, don't hate (laughs) me for that, but uh, (laughs) that's how I feel, and that's the vibes that I got from this movie. So, yeah, I give it at least an 8.8. Okay, okay. I've only seen it once. I saw it on midnight, well, I guess 12.01 Tuesday morning, I guess, so Monday night. I got a great opportunity to go see it. There was a theater close to me that had it playing for dirt cheap, and, you know, I took advantage of it. I, I've been debating in my head if I want to call it the best Spider-Man movie I've seen. Wow. And I, I, I don't want to make that call really? until I've seen it a couple of more times because I've seen every other Spider-Man movie a number of times. So it wouldn't be fair to give it, you know, without giving get another chance to, to, to make that call. It may just be, be being caught in the moment. And because I really enjoyed the movie, I think it might be one. Of, it's, it's, it's definitely top two or three, if not number one. I probably give a solid nine. Damn. Solid nine. Yeah, yeah, inspiring me. Really enjoyed this movie. Same man, I I loved it. I might I might have jumped the gun too, Greg. I actually did. At least you showed restraint. I yeah. immediately when I walked into the movie said I thought that was the best Spider-Man movie I ever yeah. seen the first time. And I did a little uh, a superhero discussions. Uh, I think it was a ten minute podcasting. Yeah, let's like, do I it. I think yeah. it was ten minutes after I went into the theater. So 
there's some fresh stuff there that after going to see it a second time, it kind of answered a little bit more for me. And it did, I, I did find that the first act was a little bit slower going than I thought it was going to be. And the only real, real bother to me in that whole movie was a joke that the first time I actually did laugh, but I thought they may have used it one too many times. I thought instead you could have been an opening to actually say what the, what the power is referred to as in the comics. I'll give you that. And, and, and I agree that was a great opening to what yeah. they could have said in the comics. But I, I didn't mind it so much. I knew it was at the beginning of the movie because we saw it in the previews. I didn't mind it so much towards the end of the movie or whenever you know, there were other people saying it because it was for, – for, for the movie purposes, and it's hard to say anything about this without it being spoilers, it fits because it shows yeah. something in that movie that you needed that, – that, that you realize that you're omniscient or you're om, – omniscient? Is that the word? Where you're overlooking? Yeah. I, but yeah. you're, you're like a third omnipotent? person. Omnipotent? Omnipotent. That's what it is. Yes. You're omnipotent. So, like, you know what's going on, but Peter doesn't. And for that purpose in in that scene, that is to make him aware of this, to to solidify his feelings about this. So, I, you know, when I look at it like that, I can see why the scene was there. But I I get your your I don't want to say complaints because it's not really that bad. Your remarks about why that that bothered you a little bit. And I I get that. I just think that I, I, like I said, I enjoyed it, especially with Aunt May. Said I, I enjoyed that. I thought it was kind of funny. And what I wanted was when they ultimately had Happy bring the joke back around. I ultimately would have liked to say after he said it the first time, and Peter looked at him the way he did. I would have liked for him to say, like, like be like, oh, uh, yeah, I, I don't like, I don't like that your aunt uses that either. I think. I think it should be called. I think you should call it Spider Sense. That makes sense, and that would have been but a great opportunity to do. That. That's what I mean. Right. That's that's would the only thing. But that, like I said, that's minor nitpicks. Mm-hmm. So that's the yeah. only real issue I have with this movie, and the people complaining about you no, know, uh, Ben Parker. Like I was one of those people, and I still want to see that story. But the way they use Tony Stark here, com- it, I completely didn't need. Anything to do with Ben Parker in this story at all? Look at that. Yeah, you, Travis, that's the biggest complaint. Hold on, hold on, stop it. That's, the, that's <laughs> what people are complaining about is that they're using Tony as that motivation like that. Now, I'm, I'm not saying you, you don't need it. I get you. I get yeah. you. Okay, so I'm just saying that's their biggest complaint. But I get oh, what yeah. you're saying. I, I I understand the complaint in a sense, but we did that stuff still could have happened, and we could see it down the line. Right now, they <laughs> they did they made the decision. And, and mm-hmm. as a fan of Man of Steel and BBS and any right, decisions, right, right, right. they made a decision to go with uh, Iron Man being his mentor in the three movies. Iron Man no longer exists, so maybe, hopefully, they, they I think, and I think Greg would agree with me, they did a pretty good job of cluing up the Iron Man being his mentor saga in this movie. Yeah, cool. I, I would totally yeah, agree with cool. you. I, I think no, it fits the really universe, good. is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think they did a really, really good job of, um, if, if you didn't know, if you just know Spider-Man, you don't know his background story, your general audience, you don't know a whole lot about him. You know, I think even general audience probably knows something about him. <laughs> I, get, I get what you're saying, though. Um, if you're a general audience and you didn't know anything about Uncle Ben, you wouldn't need to and you would have no problem. They, they did a good job wrapping it up like that. I yeah. So you have no problem with this movie. Uh, I have to agree with you about the first act. I think the first act is a little slow, but it's building towards the story. And I was never bored in the first act. Like no, the, I, I'll agree with you, dude. Yeah, dude. like the, it did lose my attention. Yeah, exactly. It, it was kind of just setting up everything. As far as 
the second act and the third act go, I, I was I, I loved it. I even yeah. told myself that in the theater at the, at the at the battle in the second act. I told myself I was like, oh, I love this movie. Just right there, I love it. Like awesome. this is great. That's movie. awesome. <laughs> yeah. So when you get to the second, the first battle in the second act, you're gonna absolutely love it. Yeah. Well, guys, I really like Homecoming, Spider-Man: Homecoming. I, I really, really, I think that's. I did too. I really okay, the Amazing here, Spider-Man. Here, Amazing, I think Amazing Spider-Man is like probably my favorite. I don't know why. I just really love that movie, the first one. But I really love Far From Home. It's it's up there. It's like probably my second favorite. It, on you ask me tomorrow, it might be my favorite movie until I've seen Far From Home. You know what I'm saying? They interchange like that. If you I really like, like Far, you know, Homecoming. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you liked Homecoming, I'm pretty sure you're gonna love Far From Home. Yeah, cool. Same, See, like same. good. That, that's yeah, what I'm gonna love. Far I don't think I've ever hated a Spider-Man movie. I, I, no, I agree. I didn't hate. I didn't hate Spider-Man Three. I mean, I didn't love it, but I didn't right. hate Spider-Man <laughs> Three. I've only seen it like twice. But you All know right. what I'm saying? Like I've never walked in and looked. Hey, this is stupid. You know yeah. what I mean? So no, I'm, I, I totally agree, man. I can't wait Same. to see. I'm hoping Sunday. I'm hoping Sunday I get to make it, and we can talk about it next week. Okay. Uh, well, we're definitely gonna make plans to do it, and whenever you okay. do, so we might have, have an emergency podcast whenever you do. Okay. You know, we might be able. We might be able to squeeze that in because uh, I already <laughs> talked to the. I already talked to the wife, and she said she just rolled her eyes, and she said, "Go ahead." Okay, okay. There you go. Hey, as long as long as you got the eye rolling, you okay. You're good, man. She's not all enough. those movies. She just she just doesn't know how I can go to the movies by myself. And I, so I, I, I love Spider Man by, by myself. Twice. What's funny is my wife won't let me go to the movies by myself. She won't let me go to the movies by myself, but I can totally go to the movies by myself. When Revenge of the Sith came out, I probably mm-hmm. went six times to the theaters and saw it by myself. Hell yeah. <laughs> I don't need to talk to anybody in the movies. Yeah. You know? I don't I don't need somebody like, to go like, play. No problem. Then, what did I miss? Yeah. I just want to watch. I just want to sit yeah. there and eat my popcorn and drink my water and just watch. Totally agree. Overall, as far as Far From Home goes, I highly recommend it. And I don't think that me telling anybody that is going to make them make the decision to go see it or not. But it, it's a really good movie. Uh, Question. Spider-Man's both, one of my favorite Marvel characters. Huh? Since you guys Maybe. have both seen it, it uh, do you think this is the first billion dollar Spider-Man? Do you think it's that good, good and it's that much rewatchability? I do. I do too. Yeah, absolutely do. Yeah. Awesome. Good. I and think like it's I said, I was billion gonna... dollars faster than they thought yeah. it was going to. It, at, it's a... at, the very, at the very least, it will be the top grossing Spider-Man movie. Agreed. Well, honest. the word yeah. of mouth is great, so I'm, I, I think it could do it. I think this could be the year of Marvel getting three billion dollar movies. I, I, I really do. That's yeah. awesome. Well, you know, the thing was, when the movie first came out, or the announcements of the movie first came out, and I saw Mysterio for the first time, I know we talked about it before on the Spider-Man breakdown of the trailer, I wasn't mm-hmm. a big fan of the Mysterio look, even though it kind of grew on me, and now, I, and now I really, really like it, and I wasn't a big fan of Jake Gyllenhaal, but after seeing the movie, they nailed Mysterio, and Jake Gyllenhaal did an amazing job. Amazing job. There wasn't a bad, was a bad scene he was in. Yeah. Uh, well, he's in a dude. That, guy, that guy's an actor. He is that that man. He, he, that dude can act. So I, I can imagine. I, I wouldn't think he'd mailed in for this. I bet he's great. He probably steals. Well, not steals, but I bet he's he's great and everything. Like I said, I can't wait to see him. They can't. It's it's Friday evening here for me, and so Sunday's not too far away. And I'll be. Yeah. I'll let everybody know what I think. Unless something something happens, and for some silly reason, something you know, family wise, I'm going Sunday. I hear you, man. Well, uh, I mean, Sunday. Sunday night. Maybe we'll do a review Sunday night. We'll see. Perhaps. Uh, Travis, I know you were talking about how like they'd strayed away from Mysterio's uh, like origin from the from the uh, you, from your understanding of it or from the content you've. Read. I, I thought they did a little bit, but I thought they put enough in there where they've altered this story, but it's still pretty good. Like it made a lot of sense, and the fact oh. they had so many callbacks in this movie for Mysterio's purpose, I thought was great. 
Oh, I'm yeah. not saying anything bad about it. I'm just saying that they actually changed it. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, especially how they tied it into Tony Stark. I think that, that, like, basically this movie felt to me like they were cluing up Tony's, the leftover residue of Tony Stark from Endgame. They were like, giving you the trash that he left behind and how yes. to deal with the trash that he and, left behind. Exactly. And essentially Peter had to deal with it. Mm-hmm. So, oh, and yeah, Peter's, and from my opinion anyway, Peter's going to have to deal with uh, deal with it even going forward even more. Do you want to know one thing that I actually just realized that you're talking about this and I was thinking about it? Every single episode or movie that has to do with Iron Man or Tony Stark has to do with the villain being somebody from his past that he's wronged or somebody from his past that is something. Hey, to that is buddy, not that I care, but you're starting into spoiler territory for people that don't want to hear spoilers there. True. Because you might want to rear, might want to rear back or move on or chop that out. But like I said, I don't care. But if somebody else listens, that's a very, very good point. Well, you know what? With all that, we, we've talked a lot about Spider-Man so far, and I don't really want to talk anymore unless I start talking spoilers because I'm going to very soon. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like he just pointed out, I'm definitely mm-hmm. going to if I don't because I'm not very good at that. Do you have anything else, Travis, to say about Spider-Man other than go see it because it's an awesome movie? Uh, I'll just say it again. Go see it because it's <laughs> yeah. an awesome movie. Yeah, you won't be Excellent. disappointed. You won't feel like you wasted your money. You may not think it's the best Spider-Man movie made yet, but you're going to enjoy it regardless. It was a really, really good movie. It's fun time at the movie. Yeah, super fun time. Oh, don't use uh, that. That's the that's the bad F word nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, let's move on and let's talk a little Young Justice. Once again, this mm-hmm. is a show that you guys ragged me to start watching and start and it was the one you guys wanted me to watch the most so I picked it up right away mm-hmm. well I'm on, I'm on Titans now since I just found out before right, we right. start recording people that, right. that yeah. Greg hasn't seen an episode of Titans the, to- the, the whole F Batman controversy he didn't know anything to do with it like he <laughs> might have seen the clip but he didn't see the conclusion or payoff of it or the context of it at all he's seen it oh yeah wait never mind i did on netflix yeah yeah right 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 <laughs> young justice is an amazing show like i know you guys got me into it and i have been doing the best i can to catch up to it until the second half of season three came out mm-hmm. and i've gotten all the way to episode 10 on season three mm-hmm. and the new ones came out on tuesday so now i'm five episodes behind to be completely live but mm-hmm. I'm still in the know. Uh, you are, but you still got some. Well, it's it's Young Justice. Every episode, you got some great stuff coming in. Exactly, exactly. So, just initial thoughts, man. As far as I know, we did a, a kind of a review of second season last or a few episodes ago. Like, mm-hmm. what do you think about this third season so far? Okay, I got to preface it. What episode are you at? Uh, I'm on. I'm about to start episode ten tonight of thirteen on the first half. Okay, give me two seconds. So ask Nathan. Nathan, go. Nathan, go. Oh, well, I'll give you my overall of season three without saying anything past. This season is it's fantastic. They have not skipped a beat. The series went away for seven years, five years. Um, it was quite a while, and they got back most of the team, most of the voice. That like almost all the voice cast came back. It's everybody was so passionate about the show. Both some showrunners, yeah. Greg Greg Wiseman dropped out of he could he did the first season of star wars rebels and he could have moved on to season two but he backed out and started doing this and brandon vietti came back like this, this show had passion put into it you can see because the animation stepped up they might have got a little more mature and growing up 
up, but the story's still there, and it's it's they had they did not skip a beat. Agree with everything Nathan just said. Uh, a little little part of me, little part of me wants to tell you to jump off this podcast and go watch episode ten <laughs> because I realize me what it too. is now. Exceptional yeah. human beings, and uh, there's some fantastic Batman scenes and Batman. Oh my god, that's episode ten. Yes, it is. It's so oh, great. No, I have to Greg, watch it. I get out there. Greg, turn, oh. just turn on and watch it in the background. Me and Travis. No, I can't do that. I got to pay attention. It's fantastic, Greg. But uh, uh, yeah. what I would say is another thing to go out in the Nathan is I think we can see here that it's not belonging to the Cartoon Network. It's not, a, it's not airing on Cartoon Network. It's airing on a streaming app. Yeah. So things have picked up a little bit. We know that people are killed, but we actually see, like, uh, blood. Like for example, like the yes. Markov's uh, parents. Murder. We seen the we seen the blood. We seen yep. up on the wall. We heard the screams. Cyborgs. Uh, have you seen Cyborg's transformation at all yet? Uh, I've seen Cyborg's origin. Okay. And, okay. Yeah. So I haven't yeah, seen yeah. necessarily transformation yet. But he didn't okay, look yeah. like Cyborg. You see character. Really, so. But okay, I'll just you go you you. I don't need spoiler to know you. You know what he's going to turn into Cyborg. What? They get pretty. They get pretty graphic. They get pretty graphic. They get pretty graphic. What you know is not on yeah. Cartoon Network. I would argue that you did watch Justice League War. It's far bigger step up than that. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, well, Greg. Uh, I know in the, like the third season, like Connor Connor goes to get in the shower with Megan because they're gonna bang it out. Like you know what I'm saying? Like they, yeah, they don't just, they don't just imply it. They like pretty much say it. So you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like they stepped it up. Like I said, they know who they're they're playing to this time because that's that was the fall in the heck. Not only did kids like it, but people like us loved that. You know those first two seasons, and they knew it spoke to them. So that's why they're kicked it up a little bit. You know, because we're paying for this service. Well, you know what's so cool about the whole thing that I love the, probably the most about the whole show. Is it's like whenever you have a TV show that goes on for like 10, 12 years like this, and you have the same characters, you watch them grow up. Like, like first season, Dick Grayson is Robin, a young Robin. Yeah, a young Robin. And then by Mm -hmm. by season two, he is Nightwing. And then by season three, he is badass Nightwing. Even though he's he's 20 years old, because there was a five year gap from one to two, and it's been a two year gap from from, uh, two to three. So he's 20 years old. Yeah, so I mean, I love the fact that you can see that kind of stuff. You can see the development of the character. You can see the growth of the character. And the fact that it's not like a cartoon where they're going to run this cartoon for 20 years. Well, mm-hmm. I'll give you an example, even though I love the show, The Simpsons. You know, where they're going to have a show for exactly. 25 years where the character is the same age all 25 years. I no, love we've this. Been gro- we've been growing with these characters. Look, yeah, I mean, exactly. look at Calder. Calder grew. We watched Calder go from being Aqualad and leading the team to becoming full on Aquaman and leading, being co-chair in the Justice League with Wonder Woman. Hell to the yeah. You know, you know what? what that's, that's some growth. From what I've seen of that so far, because I, like I said, I've still got three episodes left for the break and then I get the three episodes that came out this week. You don't get to see a whole lot of how that happened, and I, I would love to see that. Like, like mm-hmm. it basically just shows him. Like, it starts out season two, and well, we didn't he see is, he's go double from eight. Robin to Nightwing. You, did you see, see the, the last okay, episode? You, know uh, you, just, you just pointed that out. You're probably right. The reason why I feel that way is because I don't know enough about the character. I know more about it, Nightwing, Greg? so I probably feel more comfortable with that. So yeah, Greg, was, the right. la- was the last episode you seen, did it involve uh, an Ocean Master at all? Mm, oh no. yeah! The have you seen bit, Ocean Master yet? Have you seen I, no, Ocean I Master? I think it's episode. I think it's on the Batman episode, brother. I really do. 
it, it maybe it's one of the. Episodes. Remember, it's kind of like a punctuation on the on the scene. You know what I mean? It's like it almost. You know well, what I'm saying? It's like that's almost like the dotting the, or crossing the T at the end of the episode. You know I thought saying? it was the I thought it was the end of episode nine, but uh, it's clearly not because I don't well, see it here. It, anywhere. it could be. It really could be. I can't say. I usually no. You, you know, go to bed. No, you will know. No, 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 no you no, will. You will know. You absolutely know what we're talking about when you see it. It's got to be episode ten because Travis is right. I thought it. I thought it was. You know. You know what I mean? Like if it's not nine, it's ten. It's, so it's, the, it's, it's the dotting no, line uh, everything here everything here says that uh, these characters Prince uh, Prince Orm Ocean Master is in episode 9 Home Fire really? well yeah, man, did he you, fell asleep on did you, asleep. yeah did you see the characters get Hold together on. like the, the people's <laughs> yeah, kids get together uh, and play like yeah, Aquaman's kids the Flash's kids no I Lo- didn't Lobo did you see Lobo Will bring it, yeah Will bring yeah yeah exactly yeah you better rewatch it. I don't think you're. No, uh, he, think he you must, I think I may have he, missed an episode. I'm not sure. Let I me think, look I think the last. I think the last episode you watched. The was end of it eight. was. It was it was when they found out that they, they were working to get like Batman's team was working in secret with the Justice League. They were oh, on big. That, yeah. Yeah, that was the last one you watched. Mm-hmm. It says that I'm on episode eleven. Another freak. No, you're not. No way. No. You missed you would know, whole you don't know what we're talking about. See. You missed, you missed chunks. Me, you, you better go back and start. Not chunks. Not no, no. Look at, <laughs> look at Mr. Go back and watch over. Let's you see. Let's see. I, I remember evolution. I remember triptych. I remember exceptional human beings. No, and I remember another freak. Like you know what? I think I may. I think I may have like been watching it on episode eight and fallen asleep, and it showed me that I, rec- I watched episode nine, and I just yeah. went to episode ten because yeah. I don't remember seeing home fires. But you, I do could seen, human beings, you could not have seen. You could not have seen another freak. You could not have seen exceptional human beings if you don't know, but the Batman fighting stuff yeah, we're exactly. talking about because yeah, that was don't. outrageously awesome, and you would have said it. You wouldn't know exactly what we're yeah. maybe you're talking right. about. You know what, you know what guys? Yeah, I'm just going to go back and watch episodes that. nine through twelve or thirteen tonight. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. Well, there you go. Well, yes. Yeah. So, number nine. nine. Number, number nine eight, is really good too. Yeah. Yeah, watch number nine and just start it over there because you missed. Yeah, watch nine because that's because exactly Nathan. This is the description right. for number nine. Okay. The light hires an assassin to take out a member of the team, but Ooh, who's shit. the target? Yep, oh, you're right. He's right. No, you yeah. need to see this episode because you will know what we're talking about. Very nice. Yeah. Well, That's if anybody can't too. tell by the way we're gushing about this, this is how fun this show is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, really. Uh, it's just a, the one thing I want to say, guys, is it's just like uh, Rick and Morty or uh, any oh, uh, show on Adult Swim. Adult Swim. Adult, mm-hmm. adult Swim. Uh, it just it just feels like it's made for like people Us. in see in the like latter part of high school and uh, and upward and I like mm-hmm. in us like it's not made for it's not Teen Titans Go or it's not no. Justice League Action or it's mm-hmm. not even original Teen Titans or Justice League and Justice League Animated it's up a level from that especially yeah. being on this cartoon not on Cartoon Network anymore. But I'll say, even when it was on Cartoon Network, it was a bit, it was a bit more of a step up in terms of taking it more serious. Not saying yep. like we want to make sure that the four or five year olds can watch this too. If anybody, if anybody's watched, um, you know, we'll take you back to Star Wars again. Star Wars: The Clone Wars, like them later episodes where the Guardians screw with it, 
Like, Young Justice is a step above that. And we watched clones were getting blown away. Jedi were getting tortured to death. People were getting cut down. And Young Justice is stepping up. Like, it's made for, like, that same kind of audience. You know what I mean? Like, you're yeah. you're on that same level. It's made for that. So I would compare it to that if somebody hasn't seen that and has seen that. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh, yeah. So, real quick, Nathan, I saw you in a tweet the other day. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say, Wolf. And to see what you have to say. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Just Wolf. And go. Uh, no, just Wolf. Like, I love Wolf. He's a, you know, you see him in season one and two, and then look, what, what's he done here? Okay, well, you know what he did? You know what he did in the third season? Uh, the end, what is it? The end of episode one and the punctuation on it is, you know how they've just been showing a still shot in the credits run? It's Wolf hey, young, with the right? little Wally Wood. Or no, it's, a, it's not Wolf. It's like, we've seen Wolf, but like, okay, I'm sorry, I got my dogs messed up, but we saw Wally's dog with his little thing. That thing great. But like, Wolf has done nothing. He's raised his head. He's looked over. He sat it back down. He's, uh, he's gotten up. He's spun in a circle. He's laid back down. He uh, raised an ear one time when somebody walked through. And like, but I guess Travis told me he's getting old and he's he probably retired. And he's just an old house dog now. Yeah. I, I think that's me just making a joke. I think that there's actually <laughs> something to that. Because I don't think that they would purposely keep showing him like that without bringing it back around, as we see with uh, as Greg will see. You think somebody's going to siege the house? I don't. Maybe he even transforms into something else. Because yeah, I mean, they just blew my mind. He's oh, not yeah. your average sized dog. I guess like, it's a possibility, I, but well, like, but that, that, remember he got transformed in that episode in the jungle where uh, like they had those biting those giant elephants there. They were using that uh, that bane. I know. You know I'm just saying, maybe dark. like Dark Side or Granny Goodness, oh, or my God, don't somebody that takes in the. I'm just saying, I don't think they keep him that docile Ryan. for a reason. Or maybe, like I said, maybe the joke could actually be true. Maybe he could be getting old. Uh, I wouldn't doubt. I wouldn't doubt that Young Justice would tackle something like that. Right. <laughs> As the owner of a dog who is over 13 years old, I can tell you that's what they do. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they do. Well, and, but he's uh, like super wolf. I'm yeah, but who? To, I'm, I, but I'm willing but to bet. I, I know, that, I know. I know. I responded to you this with the other day, Nathan. Uh, that I'm willing to bet you he is saving all his energy for that one moment. Oh, he yeah. needs to really tear some stuff up. Well, that's what I said. I think maybe the house gets attacked. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's like good. because yeah. um, the bio ship's there and Wolf is there, and there's a you know what I'm saying they're fostering oh, all these kids. Yeah, and what if yeah, what if Megan and you know and Connor are gone and like they've got some of the heavy hitters and you've got like Cyborg sitting there moping around and the house gets hit because Darkside needs to take Cyborg. You know, Wolf's gonna come in there and try to whoop some ass. You know, yeah, it's a very good point. Or or Nathan, uh, what what did the experiments like actually like what are the mm-hmm, long term effects of it? Maybe he's deteriorating faster than your average dog. Maybe he'll oh, if they kill him, I'm all yeah. Oh, I'll cry. <laughs> Don't do that to me, Young Justice. I'll cry. Don't kill Wolf. I'm, I Look, can say, Greg, I'm rather impressed with how you've blown through these seasons. It's mm-hmm. not hard. It's a really good show. Usually by the time I get done watching one episode, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to watch one more, and then I'm done for the night. And then the last minute and a half of that episode is like, okay, I've got to watch the next one to see what's going on. So they do. I mean, obviously, that's what they're trying to do, but they do a really good job of it, of making me want to watch the next one immediately. It, yeah, it, it's a. Uh, I love this show. It's become one of my favorite shows, and I've only watched all the episodes once. I'm gonna get to go back and watch all these episodes again and enjoy it that much more. Mm-hmm. But it's a really, really good show. I love the character growth. I love the care. I love the fact that they use 
the entire DC universe almost, as far as villains and heroes. You see almost everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to say almost everybody because there's still a ton of characters they don't use, but you see a oh. lot of main stalwarts, you know? Agreed. Agreed. Turner Abbas. Was, yeah. uh, was it the end of the 13 that we got that one thing that like blew our mind? Like you could see it. They even they fancied it up. And uh, there was the episode, I think we saw Ray Al Ghul. And you know what I'm saying? And we was like, oh my God. That's not, that's not that episode was... 13. That was episode. Uh, hmm. Not exactly sure here, but episode that was, but that was not thirteen. Okay, see, I didn't know if that was the uh, the season finale. Like, I know it's if he's going back and watching nine, ten of them catching up. I I think it's coming up soon. And that was that episode that had him, and then the team went on those. Missions, but you know what I'm talking about? Like it was like that was like holy shit. The the third the thirteenth reveal is something that's going to be even better for Greg because he hasn't watched uh, a few of the movies. Uh, we're going to talk about Son of Batman in a bit, but mm-hmm. he hasn't seen the movies going in, going on from that. I don't think he has anyway. And no, uh, oh, yeah. Young, yeah, young yeah, Justice yeah. is doing a storyline that if you watch one of one of the Teen Titan movies that came out a few mm-hmm. years ago, you would know exact storyline, everything that's going to happen. So okay. I got to say that this and is going to be even better the for you. Already. Yeah, yeah, this is going to be even better work. for you. So I'm right. pretty jealous of you here, Greg. Not going to lie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, if you want to, I can do a you know an identity crisis mind sweep on you or mind wipe on you, and you can just go watch it all again. Just neuralize him. Is that an option? Because I would think that for so many times. Hey, just real quick. Speaking of that, I'm going to be on the World's Greatest Heroes True Believers yep. podcast next week, talking about identity crisis. So on the 11th. Cool. So cool. just plugging that out there. I love that guy. He's doing a great job with his new podcast. I'm going to be on it next week. You guys I'll should pick, you out. guys should pick a really cool uh, comic book series and mm-hmm. get on there with him and talk about it because it's it's gonna be fun. Didn't he uh, do one with both the uh, uh, Gotham and DC? T- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I listened to both of them and they were fantastic. Yeah, they both were. Yep. And yeah. then he did one with uh, with a uh, uh, God, what's her name from from uh, I love that movie. The, the... Uh, Alyssa. 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 I think. Lisa, I don't know who he's talking about, but I don't really I can't think of it. Lisa. <laughs> yeah, Lisa. Yeah. I knew I was right. He did one with her last week, and he, it's, it's a fun podcast, and I'm going to be on it next week, and I do I highly recommend you guys hit him up and you know do it, pick a good comic book to, to review with him because it's fun to do. Yeah, I knew that. So, but, I'm going to pick the most obscure shit you've ever heard in your life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to be one that nobody picked up and it ran for four issues, and it's going to be great. <laughs> so like Mark Bernard's comic? Mm. Even though I even though I own both Ouch. of those and they are good comics, but they're Ouch. very obscure. They're you sold no more age. comics than I ever have. No edge. Mm-hmm. No, negative. Mark's a dick. No, Mark's a dick. He hates shit like everything. Mark Norton, he could be. He can be a dick, but he is a genius when it oh, comes. Oh, he's really to smart. Yeah. He is a mm-hmm. genius. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so. but I didn't like his reviews with Batman and Batman because it's always like, here's what I would have did. Here's what I would have did instead. Yeah. Here's what I would have did instead. Well, like, him and I just him and Kevin got a project. Him and Kevin got a project for I do believe Marvel, so they're going to get to do something. So we'll see if he's a genius as he thinks he is with his Marvel characters. And I'm I enjoy his. Because, I enjoy show that. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying because he's got yeah. he's done some great shit and he's got like so I'm like like time to put your mind where your mouth is with the superhero stuff. And he's got Kevin Smith. I like I think I'm going to love it. You know what I mean? But oh, I, like, yeah. now is the time to show your good writing. Like, put it to paper, brother. Let's do it. I don't know well, what he's already he's already shown his good writer. 
I just yeah. didn't like the way that it just it just didn't I didn't like it as someone who enjoy like really loves those properties. I didn't like how he always constantly right. made fun and bashed him. But like I said, there's no arguing his success or his skill or talent. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you know, well, he already got in trouble for like. Uh, well, he got because uh, you know shit on DC all the time. Not that he was ever getting any calls for DC stuff, but you know when uh, when Iron Fist came out, he did his typical Mark Bernard and shit all over or whatever. And he didn't thought oh whatever, and he went in for a show about nine months later and walked in. And the guy, the showrunner for the showrunner from Iron Fist, was in there was doing this pitch meeting and immediately shut out immediately. But like uh, it was pretty much like oh thanks for your thing and threw it right in the trash. You know what I'm saying? Cause Mark yeah. shit He didn't want to work with him because Mark ran his mouth like that. You know and thinks he's so. You know what I mean? But, so I, I, it's only one instance, but it has it has backfired on him. Oh, I totally agree. But I think he's totally cool to live with that because he stands behind what he says. Absolutely. Now, with, with that being said, though, I don't I don't agree with everything he says because, like, I know personally, like he he attacked Aquaman, and he mm-hmm. was like, "Well, the character, the the thing I have the problem with about Aquaman is the character from the beginning of the movie is the exact same character at the end of the movie." And no, the fuck, it's not. That's the whole point of the movie. At the mm-hmm. beginning of the movie, he is. Living on Earth or living in on the on the, the the land, and he does not want to have anything to do with Atlantis, and he has nothing to do. Want to be a king, and by the end of the movie, he wants mm-hmm. to be the king, and it, like it, it blows my mind he how he says that because it is so not true. I love <laughs> our side tangents. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh yeah, side tangents are fun, but no, but I yeah, he still that yeah. I think he meant because he didn't want him to be aqua aqua bro anymore, as he likes to call him. Maybe that's just me and you know. Yeah, that's just me inferring, but that's you know that's that's what I got out of it. He didn't want to be because oh, 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 I remember in that review, he kept going, oh, "Aqua bro, like man, just come on, shut up, stop it." Well, like, that's, that's fine, just, but if, you know, if, you, if you're gonna make that argument, you can't say that you want that Tony Stark wasn't a cynical asshole from the moment he started being Tony being Iron Man uh, to the end of I it. I love Stark. I love, I love Stark, Stark too, but he's a cynical asshole. You know, yeah, I love it. <laughs> so I mean, but okay. but I mean, but the point is, he never changed. It, well, no, excuse me. He did change. I feel like he did change. You know, he sacrificed himself. He was the guy that laid across the wire as opposed to cutting the wire, which is the whole yeah. point of that line in that movie. Mm-hmm. But but it, it all comes back around. Absolutely. I just don't see how you can see that. That comes back to our. I can't life. wait to get that home. I can't wait to get it. What's it come out at the end of this month or next month? Endgame. Can't wait. Endgame. To get that some bitch home wired well, again. Now that you're talking about that, I wanted to go and let you know. Everybody's listening. We started our first ever podcast or episode with the in-game review, mm-hmm. so I only find it fitting that when the in-game does come out for you know purchase on Blu-ray or digital, I'm going to do some kind of giveaway for in-game. Oh, uh, nice. So I haven't figured out exactly what's going to be yet. You know, we have our listeners right now that are constantly listening to us. I'll give you more Thank details you. about it. But when in-game comes out, there will be some kind of giveaway, fan giveaway. <laughs> You know, with criteria, of course. Hey, we're uh, we're excluding Brent from Fans Without Border. He don't get to win nothing on our network. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, Brent. You're you're eligible. Uh, anyway, we were talking about Young Justice yeah. <laughs> before, before yeah, we I took us on a tangent. I'm sorry about that. As far as Young Justice goes, I'm really enjoying season three. I have loved catching up to this point. I don't know if maybe the fact that you guys have wanted me to and talking to you about it has made me enjoy it more, but I think I would have enjoyed it the same amount either way. So, mm-hmm. but I love this show. I continue or plan to continue to watch it. If I don't know if they're going to do a fourth season or where nobody go knows. Yeah, no, I, maybe seven years from now. Who knows? Stop it. <laughs> but uh, if y'all have nothing else to say about Young Justice, man, we'll go ahead and talk about some Son of Batman, the other series you guys got me into that I'm only on number two of so far. So, 
Mm-hmm. But you it's can see Batman. the continuity between you can see the continuity between movies, even though one was a Justice League movie and one's a Batman movie. But you can definitely see the continuity. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I gotta that say, I like. for these movies, these movies were a little as far as for an animated movie, were a little more adult than I expected them to be. You know, mm-hmm. not that I mm-hmm. mind or that's bad, but. They were a little more adult than I expected when I was watching it. And I was like, wow, that's kind oh, of... Oh, you mean, you mean how Talia to Bruce and got pregnant and had Damien? No, what, what are you talking about? They do that on animated shows. They do that on kids' shows, right? That's what happens. She said, oh, yeah. last time I had a drink from you, she's like, at least you enjoyed it. I'm like, damn, Talia. Like, you know, me too. Hashtag me too, Talia. Get out of here. You're going to jail. She, you know... By the way, yeah, Talia's smoking hot on this show. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Smoking yeah. hot. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, there, there was a lot of things that I, re- uh, you know, just the, the violence overall in it, too. you know, she's huh? a badass in this movie. I said, oh, Talia's a badass, badass in the movie. Oh, too. yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it, it really blew my mind. They made Damian Wayne out to be a badass in this movie. Did you see how bad he fucked Nightwing up? Uh, yeah. Like Nightwing yeah. beat him. And he even said he was like, yeah, but I won the fight. He's mm-hmm. right. But he's getting sewed up by Alfred at the end. Uh, go, go, Travis, I, I, was he going to say something? Yeah, I was like, he's get he gets sewn up by Alfred, but uh, if Damien gets torn apart by Bruce Wayne. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, obviously. At the same point, no, at that point, yeah, yeah. I thought that was hilarious that as he was getting stitched up, uh, Damien was getting torn apart. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, you got to think about it, though. Like, he was born into the League of Assassins, and, the, and he is the head of the demon. Like, he always says, like, it's expected of me. Like, he cried, you know. I don't, I don't remember how far it might be in the other movies. So I don't want to give it away, but like, like I can see it. Like Talia's his mom, who's a badass trained assassin. You know, she knows that Bruce Wayne, her beloved, is Batman, and the, her father, her grandfather, you know, is Ra's al Ghul. You know, Ra's al Ghul, however you want to say it. And like, like it's a spectrum. So like, Damien, like it fits it. I think that's perfect. You know, he would he would be a badass. Would take no shit, even when he got his ass kicked. Because when he went for round two with Nightwing, he went for round two. Yeah. Did, uh, I got asked, did either of you guys read the Batman and Son comic book story arc that this is uh, based on? I haven't. No. I have it's, not. It's by Grant Morrison. I think Kubert uh, mm-hmm. draws it, illustrates it. But uh, it was only four-parter, but I thoroughly enjoyed that. And I thought that was... Uh, somewhat well, I, similar to this. And I know it's well-renowned because that's what, you know, that that's... That made it into the lexicon quick, which is why they based this movie on it because they they loved it so much, you know. Well, you said it was Grant Morrison, right? Yeah, I'm sold. Right, <laughs> sold. Right. Like, yeah, there's there's no question. I'll I'll read it. Absolutely, you know, no problem. Uh, it's gonna be good. They uh, took a lot of elements of that in this, and you guys would thoroughly enjoy that. You, okay. At some point, you should check it out. Yeah, I definitely want to check it out. Yeah, right, I've got I, a lot of books. on my list. Yeah. But no, as far as Son of um, Batman goes, this is the one right after Justice League War, and I'm just following in the continuity with it that uh, Nathan sent me, and it's a really good watch so far. I mean, you know, I've obviously finished Son of Batman, but I think the next one is Atlanta, uh, Throne the of Aquaman. Yeah, yeah, Throne, Throne of, of Atlantis. Right. Justice League, Throne of Atlantis. Yeah, Justice League, Throne of Atlantis. Right. I'm going to continue that. But let's talk a little more about uh, Son of Batman. What did y'all like the most about this film? Hmm. Uh, I gotta say the relationship that grew between Batman and Robin Damien. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to see how crazy, spoiled 
Damien was at start. Like, you got to think about it. We didn't even get shown. Just imagine what Rach has been to him, like to him, like since growing up. He's definitely saying stuff to him like, "You're you're the you're Batman's your father, uh, Rach Agul's your grandfather. You're going to be expected to rule the world and all this nonsense." And to see like he probably never had one chance to be a kid. You could even tell that little story he tells Bruce about. Uh, at first, third, or fourth birthday, having to climb up a mountain and get pushed back down and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought that all that stuff, like you could just see the layers peeling from Damien. And even though he's, I don't think he's fully embraced who he is yet. It's nice to see that by the end of the movie, he's staying with the one person out of the, everyone that's in his like ecosystem, the one person that might be able to lead that path of good. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, but by the by the end of it, you know, he's he's like, uh, you know, I, from for my father, he's you know, he's like justice, not vengeance. You know what I mean? And like he's he's go he he tries to imp- like he's the whole time he's like a little shit. You know what I mean? But by the end of it, like Bruce has kind of gotten through. You know, he's there's like you said, Travis, started that relationship. And you know what I mean? He's like he's he well he wants to be like his father, and he he likes the Robin suit that he put together. So you know what I mean? And he just he wants to be there, and he wants to learn from you know from Batman to learn another aspect. But at the same time, he's still a little entitled prick. And what I like is there's not much growth, but you can see growth through Damien as you get through the rest of the series. Right. Well, you know, what I thought was a really cool aspect they had of it was, and this is weird to hear me say because I'm always on Twitter or when I'm arguing somebody, an advocate that Batman has killed before and does kill if necessary. But I liked in this movie that that was kind of the 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 aspiration he was or the the, the thought he was instilling into Damien was you don't need to go kill like killing is not the fir- is, is not the first thing you need to think about mm-hmm. and like I said that kind of goes against some of the arguments that I've made on Twitter but here's the difference is different is, universe it, well it's not even that it's a different universe it's just a different it's, story it's, <laughs> you, you've got you've got to take the concept of the word saying Batman doesn't kill doesn't mean that he, if he's in a fight and somebody's trying to kill him, that something won't happen where that person gets killed. What that means in is he doesn't go out and murder people for no reason. And there's a difference in the two. And that's kind of what this, well, a little bit of what this movie points out is he's telling Damian Wayne all the time, no, you're not going to do that. No, you don't need to do that. You don't need to kill. You're right. But I promise you, even that Batman who's telling Damian Wayne that, if he gets into a situation where the only thing to do is to kill this guy to save your life, guess what's going to happen? And there is a difference between murder and just straight up killing somebody. I like seeing that in this movie, but like I said, it kind of argues against a little bit of what I've been saying. So mu- I've been preaching so much online lately, but it doesn't really if you break it down like I just told you. you know? Well, I don't I don't think it does anyway, because it's basically just like if I think you'd be OK with a Batman that doesn't kill and has has ruled that he doesn't doesn't openly kill or be brutal. I think you'd be okay with that if that was the story starting off and was stated that way. Like I don't mm-hmm. think you'd have a problem with that at all. It's like I know I wouldn't anyway. But it's just and I'm, like I said, I love to BBS Batfleck, and right. I don't argue. I don't accuse him of purposely murdering people, but no. I, I could care less if he does or not. And I, I enjoy that this one is also a cartoon, right? So mm-hmm. I enjoy mm-hmm. that this one, he's trying to tell his young son who was raised by race, like, let's not kid ourselves. The Damien that we meet at the start openly tried to kill Deathstroke, poked mm-hmm. his eye out. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> kill him again. Like he said, now I'll take your head. 
and Look how many people got slaughtered in the opening scene. But by the end of the movie, he's come at least full circle in terms of that one rule. He doesn't want it to just kill. And I just, I love that. And he still struggles with that because I don't think anyone thinks that at just a week or two, but Batman's going to undo no. 10, 12 years of training. It's going to take some time. And I'm glad, I'm excited to see Greg, well, hear Greg thoughts as Damien takes this journey throughout this DCAU. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is he's going to be a big part of the future movies in the DC animated universe. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm going like, to look right now. Hold on. Give me two. Well, you keep talking, Nathan. Nathan uh, it's almost like, like we almost kind of get to see the universe through his eyes, really, now that I think about it. You know what I'm saying, Travis? Like, we always kind of check in with his focal point. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's cool. I'm definitely looking forward to having I mean, a better look into this character. I think, yeah. I think he's in like this, like one scene, I think, with everybody. Or in every. I might be wrong, but he's in a lot. Well, Travis is looking it up. Because I, I think he's... Uh, um, there's tw- There's been 12 movies today, and he's been in five of them. Okay. So it, almost half. Yeah. And he came into the second one, so yeah, yeah. That, that that makes sense. So he's basically probably in just about every other one. On uh, essentially, yeah. But there's yeah. actually no, not at all, Greg, because there's uh, one, two, three, four at the end. He has He's nowhere near any of them. Okay. So there's a like there's a there's a solid stretch no, here. No, 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 hey, the death of super the death of Superman. When we see Clark looking out his window, Damien touches his back. He doesn't say a word. He doesn't have a voice, but Damien Damien okay. comforts him. We I, see him and he I, makes I, a cameo. I wish I could give you a nogi right now. Where you, where you you too, <laughs> <laughs> Mister Nitpick? You know what I mean. He doesn't say anything. <laughs> I'm talking about we were talking about him playing a key role. Well, that's what I mean. We always check in with him almost. I feel like we see him and like, you know what I mean? <laughs> you little shit. That was just great. <laughs> oh, that you little shit part, that's going to be in the uh, the, the opening. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Picky. All right, you got me. You well, got yeah, there is, there is, like, he's in a lot. And Jay Olivia does a lot of these movies. He did Justice League War. He'll do the next, uh, after this one. He'll do the next two that you have after Justice League. The next yeah. Justice League. He'll do the next two. He does the next. He does the continuation of this story. The direct continuation. Both of them actually. Yeah. Okay. He does. He does quite a bit. Yeah. You're in for some fun times, man. That's I'm awesome. I'm definitely ready to check it out. Like I said, as soon as I get <laughs> caught up on Young Justice, then I'll be able to focus more time on the Justice the the animated series or the animated movies. But the thing is, I've got to catch up quickly because. As far as I'm concerned, we're doing a we're gonna check out that show, The Boys, on Amazon, Absolutely. and maybe do a review on that, right? Hell yeah! I, I've been I have to at least check out the pilot. Is it available I mean? in Amazon on in Canada? Yeah, I think so. I have Amazon, so it better be. Amazon okay. is worldwide, baby. They everywhere. Well, oh Netflix yeah, is worldwide too. But they just, <laughs> you know, Netflix right, is worldwide. Know. But uh, we just recently Netflix Canada just recently got the Avengers again. So okay. It doesn't well, make me what, hopeful for us getting Disney mm-hmm. Plus. That's true. We are Man, that'll, wow, I didn't even think of that. Oh, oh, that's the first thing I thought of when I seen it come up on Netflix. <laughs> mm. Well, we are definitely planning on watching the first few episodes of The Boys, and if it's a good show, I 
think that might be the review we pick up after Umbrella Academy. So we got to catch up to Umbrella Academy. Mm, sounds good. But, um, and then we got Umbrella Academy season two coming up after that. Mm-hmm. So we just got just got uh, greenlit. So Watchmen, Greg. Yeah, oh, oh, it, yeah. It, I there is so much stuff to watch. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. much stuff. No Watchmen, like that, that one. That I'm so curious to see what they do with that. I can't. Yeah. Like you know yeah. what I mean? I, I, like, uh, dude, there's just there's so many possibilities because they're just playing forward in the universe. And Ozzy Mendez, you know, like he's just old. Like, oh. I just want to see what they're doing, and everything's tick, tick, you know, tick tock, tick tock on the things. Like I'm, yeah. I'm so curious about that. Well, I've been reading Doomsday Clock too, so I'm interested to see if they take any elements from Doomsday Clock and put it into the Watchmen. I'm so yeah. curious. I don't know. They said there's going to be a direct ad- adaptation of the uh, comic book. Okay, just the straight the, the graphic novel, the Watchmen. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't that basically what the movie was about though? Yeah, minus the completely changing ending, which I think was a better call yeah better change yeah brilliant brilliant huh okay well i mean i'm 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 sure i'm gonna watch it i'm paying for the service i'm running a podcast that (laughs) you know talks about all this kind of stuff i'm sure that i'm gonna watch it but man i've got so much stuff you guys are giving me a plethora of things to watch can the listeners please write Greg and tell him to watch <laughs> Titans, please? Because oh I would love to talk yeah. about it. Yes. I, I think this is the third time I brought this up, but yes, <laughs> I love you. I love you, buddy. But I really want to talk about <laughs> no. it with you guys. I've <laughs> really wanted to watch it, and as soon as I catch up on Young Justice, I will do it. <laughs> but you got to remember, I just got the DC Universe app like three weeks ago. Yeah, about three, three, four weeks ago, something like that. So right. I've been trying to get. He's already everything. powered through Young Justice. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I said was super impressive, yeah. Right. <laughs> well, like I said, it's not that impressive, man. It's easy. It's easy when yeah. it's good. Yeah. Well, you're, you're good coming content. from not watching any episodes to get to where you are in the short of time. <laughs> yeah. It's a little impressive, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty easy, right? Not a good deal. No. Well, I mean, if you guys have nothing else to say about Son of Batman, all I can say is I really enjoyed it. The second movie of this, you know, DC animated universe. I'm going to continue to push through the rest of them, probably I, week by week. But I liked I liked Deathstroke in this. I really did. And like they said, that opening scene in there, they, so they just they come out guns a-blazing, you know what I mean? And Rage, yeah. Rage going in their fight. We, we didn't even talk about Rage. Like, Rage going in their fight, and he's cutting bullets in half and blocking with his sword and shit. Like, and then like you said, you see Damien come in, and like, there was a lot of good action good choreograph you know choreograph choreograph action in this movie in the like, first they, they five minutes to town. Yeah, in, yeah in the first five minutes of it it's, it's amazing that was one thing the, i did want to say first. though i was say that was one thing i did want to say i can't believe they they killed uh rachel ghoul mm-hmm. in the in the second movie of this animated series <laughs> even batman can't believe it though yeah mm-hmm. well okay it, and, and, true. You know, in the actual thing he's like i almost can't believe that he's gone because he's looked at old mm-hmm. old stock footage of him being revived from a ladder pit at a different right. time, and yeah. I just loved I loved that. Even Batman was questioning it. Oh, I loved Alfred and Damien in this. Alfred not taking any of Damien's shit. And Damien, yes, Penny, what like this with this and this? And you know, Alfred just looking at him like, yo, it's my stuff. They like. Alfred and Damien in this had a good back and forth. I thought that was a fucking brilliant way because Alfred he ain't putting up with no spoiled little shithead, and then Damien's nah. just an entitled little asshole. Nathan, like, Nathan I don't think he says that anymore, does he? Does he say no, that no, he anymore after this? He doesn't, nope, he doesn't call him okay. any worth or nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah, he like, Damien grows. He like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he starts to consider Alfred as like a, like Batman did. Because if you think about it through the movies going out, like he, he, he there's, there's respect between them at least. You know what I mean? 
Uh, I'm excited to see what's going on in the future. I liked it in the second movie that I already have a Nightwing and a Damian Wayne established of this Justice League animated, or excuse me, this DC animated universe. It, it's awesome that they're at that point already at movie two. There's no Tim Wait, in this universe that we know of, though. It doesn't look like, like it. I think Damian's the second Robin because uh, no Dick Dick tells him, he's right? like, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. Dick tells him, he's like, that's my old uniform, and it's like the old pixie boot uniform. Right. So, like, that means no Jason, no Tim. Like, well, so those, funny those two are out. The old pixie boot uniform wasn't even his uniform, was it? That was Carrie Kelly's uniform. No, that's the original Robin look. That's Is the, it? That's okay. Like the, that's the OG look. That's the OG look. Yeah, I think from uh, Carrie, wait, Carrie, wait, actually, Carrie actually gets the, like, Halloween costume version of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, but it had the, the pointed toes and everything else. Too, oh, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but that was but Travis is right exactly. She made that like the Hollywood, you know, the you know the Halloween costume version of it. Yeah, okay. like that was that costume was based on the Robin of that universe's the actual Batman sixty yeah. six, bro. Look at Robin in that. That's the exact same outfit. Burt okay. Ward and Adam West. That's the exact same outfit. Yeah, outfit. Yeah. But Greg, you're in for such a good time because this universe is pretty steadily, consistently good, and uh, in my in my opinion, the last couple like the the death of Superman and the reign Out of Superman, of it stepped up even more. Same thing with Suicide Squad, Hell to Pay, and Teen <laughs> Titan Judas Contract. I think that mm-hmm. like, they're, they're keeping up in their game. And it's no coincidence to me that Teen Titan Judas Contract and Suicide Hell to Pay were directed by the same person that did Reign of the Superman. Because it's mm-hmm. all like, it's going up even higher in level. Hush of is coming up. In like yeah. what, two, a month, yeah. two months. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So, so my goal is to catch up with all the DC animated universe. Like I had a goal with Justice League or with Young Justice, and I almost did it. I'm gonna say that I did it. I got like a 95, which is like an A. Uh, I'm gonna say, <laughs> I'm gonna say with uh, wrap with, it up, buddy. Exactly. With the animated series, I'm going to try to catch up to Hush by the time it comes out, which I know is gonna be tough. But right. who knows? We'll see what happens. Oh, yeah. Well, if nothing else to be said about that, man, I think we covered Son of Batman pretty good. I know we got Mm -hmm. Throne of Atlantis next, and I'm probably going to watch that in the next day or two. I got Sunday off, and you catch up on Young Justice and Throne of Atlantis, and I guess now Titans. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So uh, I've got quite a bit of homework in front of me, but it's not really homework when you enjoy doing it, so I'm not really too worried about it but 100 man yeah if we got nothing else to say about that then i guess all we really got left for today is our umbrella academy review and i know nathan you haven't been watching that right uh, what or excuse me or travis me. You been watching that. yeah i'm gonna duck out now <laughs> okay. yeah i say travis we're gonna we're, we're holler nathan was like brother. what <laughs> what, <laughs> I what you did I'm like, what, what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well, that's cool, man. If you want to dip out, dude, I totally appreciate you being on here. It's always Absolutely. a great time to talk to you, and you're not only a guest in the show, you're pretty much a you know cast member. So just you're a member of the family. Exactly. Whenever you want to jump on, man, just just let me know. You've got my information to hit me up, and we'll uh, we'll make it happen. You know, Friday Super. night we do the recording night, but we may have to do one Sunday night if you know Nathan gets out of the movie theater and wants to gush about how great Spider-Man: Home is. So. Super appreciative of it, guys. Like I thoroughly enjoy podcasting with you guys, and the sentiment is the same for me. And I'm thankful that you guys let me come on to talk about 
the couple things that I did watch and let me talk out. <laughs> I would say early, but it's one thirty a.m. my time. Right. Uh, <laughs> I, I live in the furthest time zone in uh, the time zone that's most hidden North America uh, mm. to the listeners. But uh, thanks for having me. I always love coming out here. You let me know when Nathan watched it, and I'll try to make myself available for that review. Uh, like I said, thanks again, everyone. You can find me on Twitter at Travis underscore one five six, and I did a DCCW podcast uh, review for the past season. The last week, I think it should be up on Tales of the DC Multiverse sometime by the end of this week. So yeah, that's the most recent stuff I did. Thanks for having me, and absolute I'm pleasure. Excited to talk about this whole animated universe. Oh yeah. All right, buddy. yeah, we're definitely going to do it, man. And like we said, we're going to be either next week or the week after that. Within the next two weeks, we're going to be doing a Star Wars review. Yeah, Travis, you're going to be a part of that. So any kind of questions you got to get in, we're going to give the order that we're going to watch the movies in on Twitter probably in a day or two. Probably mm-hmm. traditional machete order. Just mm-hmm. to just for me personally, that makes sense. But we may change things up a little bit. But either way, Travis, you're going to be part of that, and we're going to talk some Star Wars here pretty soon. Yeah, awesome again, and Greg, props for the way that you edited the, the Ninja Turtles episode. Oh, the, that was awesome. The, the intro was just bravo, especially for someone just starting out at this. That was fantastic, mm-hmm. sir, and it shows a lot, like the growth in your skills even in just a short amount of time. So, uh, Aw, I wish I had a bl- blushing gift right now. Bravo, my man. I was in stitches the entire time, so <laughs> bravo. <laughs> But anyway, boys, I've had this bag of ketchup chips staring at me the entire time we've been been podcasting, and I've been dying to eat them. So uh, i got to get at that now. So thanks for having me, guys. See you later, Travis. It's been a pleasure. See you later. Bye, guys. All right. So now it's just me and Nathan. Mm -hmm. Back to the original Dynamic duo. Right, the original (laughs) dynamic duo, and we are going to continue our first passion and the first thing we started talking about that we had to have on this podcast, and that is Umbrella Academy. We are on episode five, entitled Number Five, and Mm -hmm. that is halfway through the first season, right? Yes. Yeah, so we are at the halfway point, Mm -hmm. and this show is blowing my mind. I was just starting to talk to you about this before we, you know, continue the recording, but uh, I wanted to talk about it more on the recording because it's amazing, man. Like, I've, I haven't seen that many shows that often that as soon as I turn one episode off, I want to watch the next one immediately, you know? And I'm doing a really good job of not jumping ahead. You know, we're doing episode five this week, even though it's been like two weeks since we did a recording <laughs> yeah. about this show. Yeah, yeah. I haven't watched episode six yet, and I just watched episode five yesterday, for, or yesterday the day before for the first time. So I'm trying to be true to that, and so that way my reactions are more authentic. Yeah, see, I, re- uh, I just rewatched it today, because I only watched that, I watched that first time around when it first came out, and I waited till, I've been waiting till the day we record to watch the episode, because I want it to be fresh and it's experiencing it, and it's hard for me not to jump into the next one, too. Yeah, it really is, man. It's so good. Like, they, they, they've they done such a good job thinking about this show. With all that, let's go ahead and jump into it, man. We're Sounds in episode good. five. Uh, it starts out with number five as an old man. Yeah, we and get to see kinda, the number five origin pretty much in this. Yeah, it's pretty much a flashback of him. It's a totally different character, a totally different actor. 
or from what I see. Is it a different yeah, actor? No, yeah, okay. it's, it's, it's uh, okay. they hired somebody to be old guy, number five. Okay. But they go to their classic Umbrella Academy, you know, rev- the thing showing where they have the briefcase where he, you know, first sees the actual person he's first seen in forever. Mm-hmm. And uh, it goes to the Umbrella Academy review. And then it kind of, the what's the name of the uh, person he saw? She's, she's the handler. The handler. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, the handler. And you don't get a lot about her in this episode, mm-hmm. but you kind of get an idea of what she is. Well, she says, like, uh, she's come to offer him a job. Right. You know? In, in this scene, yeah, she's coming to offer him a job. And it's basically the same kind of job that I think that Hazel and Chacha have, right? Yes. Where yes. it's a five-year contract, and after the five years, then you are free to live your life in whatever time you want, like you want to. Is that kind of the idea that, I mean, or is that kind of what it is? Because that's the idea I'm getting from it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, it's, it's, a, are, it's a job. And these are the job is basically like a time cop. Yep, yeah, pretty much. Yes, you're protecting the continuity of time and existence of you know people. But the only thing I don't understand about it is they're they're talking about this, the time continuum and how they're protecting the time continuum. But there's the end of the Earth coming. Mm-hmm. So, wouldn't you want to protect the continuum through the end of the Earth, or is that just how they look at it in? I, it's like I said, I'm just they just introduced these characters. Is that how they look at it as the 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 end of time? Like this is the end of time coming up and there's nothing well, you do to change about it. Well, but I mean, this is the world like we said, they don't have a they don't really have like the internet and smartphones and uh, social media and stuff. So so it's like what are you know what I mean? So how do, how do these people exist and have a, some kind of bureau outside of are they outside of space and time? Are they so far in the future? Because she's still dressing kind of old timey. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. like I just I, I don't get it. I don't I don't know. And they said that you can retire. Like when we find out, they say you can retire whatever kind of time period you want with a healthy pension and stuff. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like are they far far in the future? Are they sitting outside of the space and time there? Or like I, I don't I, I don't know. I look at it as kind of a Hunger Games type thing, you know. Because mm-hmm. the way they kind of portrayed Hunger Games was that there was, you know, the, the more real world where you don't have the same kind of advances in technology and, and you know, types of things they do in the capital in that, in that series. But they do have that technology. So mm-hmm. that, that, that series kind of represents America and the rest of the world, the way I kind of look at it. We'll see, like, like uh, we saw yeah. five, we saw five traveling around, and there was nobody else there. But he didn't travel the whole world, I don't think, you know. So there could have been, like, life could start. So, like, I mean, so if, they, if this business or bureau is in the future, far enough in the future where they figured out time travel, it's like maybe there's like almost like an Adam and Eve start over again or something. It's just a slow process because she says it like they like makes it sound like things are supposed to happen. There's nothing you can do about it, you know. Right. Well. The, the thing is, too, is you kind of see with the way this episode starts out that it seems like Five jumped in time and then for years and years lived by himself. Yeah. Until the handler found him. Mm-hmm. Or, well, yeah. Well, we saw him age. Like, we saw him as an old man, and the only yeah. thing he had was his Dolores, you know, his one-armed half-mannequin. Exactly. So he only jumped that one time and then lived his whole life, and then the handler found him. So, and, and you know what's curious is I wonder, like, it doesn't get into it, but 
I wonder if that scared him off from using his power because, I mean, he's still pretty skilled at using it when he becomes an assassin like we see him there because he performs those series of micro jumps. But, like he said, he tried to get back and he tried to get back, but then he had to figure out a formula. So, like, I wonder if he was just trying to build his power up, if he didn't say it, if he, like, was he just trying to jump around places to look for food? So, I, I don't know. I'm curious to see, like, how how he worked his power because I wonder what kind of, like, trauma and how that would have scarred him using his powers. You know what I mean? Like, what he been scared to do being there all alone. Well, it almost makes you wonder because every single character in the show so far has not shown any kind of disability or any kind of problem with displaying their entire powers the whole time, except for him. You know, so I wonder mm, if that's well, anything, but I may just Klaus, keep deep about that. Klaus has problems with his power, but I mean, he's doing it he to himself. He has trouble because he ignores them. But, but he has trouble controlling it. That's why he ignores it. Well, he has trouble controlling him because he's always on, you know, drugs and alcohol. No, 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 no that's what I mean. No, as a kid, though, he tried to control it and he couldn't control it. And it got to be too much for him. And the easy way out was to be on the drugs. So that's what I mean. He never could control his yeah, power. Okay, that makes a good point. Yeah, I get that. Oh, speaking of Klaus. Well, well hold on. We'll, we'll go in order. So okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, like we said, we see the handler. We see him, and she makes the deal with number five. She tells him, you know, you come with me, work this five-year contract, you'll be done. Which kind of makes you wonder, why wouldn't you, if, if he was planning on doing what he was doing, why wouldn't you just work the five-year contract and then bounce after that? Because in, th- in, in this version, it seems like he bounces before that, right? Before his he five-year does. contract is up. He does. That's why, that's why Hazel and Cha-Cha are after him. He does. He breaks his contract. Right. Yeah, he, he absolutely okay. right. He he breaks his contract because okay. his whole time. See, that's what I mean. That's what I'm so curious is like I want to know how his powers went from that whole time gap. Was he building up? Or the whole time was he trying to figure it out? And just when he got with his time bureau and what he learned from these people, was he able to do the final calculations to be able to make that jump? You know what yeah. I'm saying? I think that's, that's what that's I mean. Probably, I'm curious. That's probably pretty plausible because you got to remember the last conversation he had right before he made that jump was. Uh, the Reginald talking to him about how the equation was so difficult and, you know, they hadn't figured that kind of stuff out yet and blah, 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 and this and that. I, I can't remember exactly what he had said, but that was kind of the basis of what he was saying was that it, it's not like plausible yet or not feasible yet for you to think about what you've got to do to make this work. Exactly. You know? And that was why he came back as a child because he messed up the equation. But yeah, exactly. He should have came back as an old man. Well, and see, and that's what's funny is like, now that he's back, he's got he gets to, like he's gonna be like a hundred and twenty years old if he gets to live through right. it if they avoid you know. Right. And see, I wonder if his uh, I haven't seen the last five episodes, but I wonder if his actual physical age and his mental age will catch up to him, like as far as you know because oh. he's already I, I don't know how it goes, but he's already like you said, he lived he was in telling Luther later in this episode, you know. You're a young man. You still have a lot of life to live. I've lived a long life. So he's letting you know that he's lived a long time. So I wonder mm-hmm. if he has that mindset, but his body hasn't caught up to him yet. What's the movie? Forever Young. Mel Gibson. You remember seeing that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of concept years, where... where <laughs> that's an old movie. <laughs> yeah, it's kind old years. movie. Years and uh, years, but yes. Yeah, but that kind of concept where, you know, the, the body will catch up to the mind. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that's going to play into the, the equation later. In the, we got five seasons, five episodes left. So episodes left, we will find out. But, yeah. Uh, you know, 
from there, though, that's kind of the opening scene where he meets the handler, and then it kind of goes to Diego, and well, not not Diego, it goes to Luther and Five talking, and Five's basically spilling his guts and talking about what's going on, explaining everything to Luther, why he's doing what he's doing, and what's going to happen. You know, which, in my opinion, I would have done a long time ago. But, but he has, <clears throat> but he, he has, has I speak. mean, yeah. you got to think, he, he tells him, he's like, he, he's trying to do it on his own because obviously, uh, the, you know, like, like they all came together and they all died together. You know what I mean? Something right. came together and he saw them all die together. He wanted to try to save them to where they wouldn't have to do that. And they could stay being their same, you know, selves. Or that's the way I took it anyway. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. and, it's, and just finally, he just finally got to the point where he's like, damn it, I'm going to need their help. You know? Well, yeah. He's like three days away. He, mm-hmm. he can't. He four, know, yeah. Four yeah, days he away. He thinks, yeah. he thinks the best he can calculate is four days. Yeah. I mean, he's starting to get desperate, and I totally understand that, but I don't know. This is where he comes in, or excuse me, him and Luther are talking, and that's this is right after uh, Diego's girlfriend has, has gotten killed. Yeah, the detective so, was murdered, yeah. Even though it's two weeks at the, later that I'm watching this episode, in the, in the show, it's like an hour later. So it, Yeah, it's immediately afterward. <laughs> right. So there's one thing I wanted to point out, though. I know that you've always been talking about how there's no internet, no smartphones, no anything like that. And mm-hmm. you're right. So far, nothing like that. I had noticed until this episode, nobody had driven a car. What do you mean? Nobody had physically driven a car in the entire series. Oh. <laughs> okay, I get what like, you're saying. There were people that got in a car, and they sat in a car, and they talked in a car. But nobody had physically driven a car until this series. And I was going to bring that up, and I was going to be like, man, nobody drives cars either. And in this episode, <laughs> Diego and uh, yeah. Klaus do. Yeah. Uh, and we saw, well, but, when we see Chi-Chi or Cha-Cha and uh, Hazel do it, too, you know, they well, drive. Well, yeah, uh, okay, yeah. I'm sorry. I should have specified. I meant, I meant uh, of the Umbrella Academy. Nobody's yeah, driven a car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I don't know if that really means anything. and probably doesn't. But like I said, no, this episode. that was Diego's car. Uh, we saw Diego in his car. Yeah, but he'd never driven it before. He'd just been in it. Well, it doesn't matter. Still, his car. I mean, he doesn't have a car just to sit in. I think it'd be silly to assume he's getting cars I, I'm, to I'm sit saying, in. I'm just saying they never showed it, you know, which is crazy. So, because, yeah. uh, like, think about it. Like, Vanya and uh, Creepy Carl, Leonard. Yeah, yeah, they, Creepy they, Carl. They, they walk to practice, you know. Yeah, but they that's walk, good. I think they that, walk back to practice, you know. But look, like, but look where the Umbrella Academy is, though. It's, like, in a big city block there, like, so that... I think it's very feasible for them to to walk or play. It's almost like a, I don't know, like like a New York or something. Where like, yeah, you can have cars and stuff, but it's almost as cheaper just to walk around or to catch the bus or a taxi. But then you get to the outskirts, where you know you live forty five minutes out of town or whatever, and you got a car because you're driving around and stuff. You know what I mean? So Thanks. like Diego, Diego's kind of on the outskirts where the gym is, and the Umbrella Academy's right smack dab in the middle. So they can kind of and Vanya's pretty close. Well. We see her walking through there, and she goes to that big orchestra place. So, like, she's definitely right there where a lot of foot traffic would be, where she wouldn't even need a car. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, like I said, I think I was just trying to dig for something <laughs> that sounded cool. Because <laughs> right. I noticed you pointing out that other thing, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna try to find something else that you know, I can't, that looks obscure, but it kind of <laughs> yeah. just proved that this this episode. So, yeah. Uh, but okay, I guess next, the, I guess the big kind of storyline is Allison. Uh, there's definitely a vibe with Allison and Vanya, yeah. and Allison does not like Creepy Carl. No, well, remember in the last episode, she's she's just been kind of he he's already just 
she caught him in his in her apartment, you know. And yeah, there was flowers there to cover, but like we know exactly what he was doing. She was she's been right the whole time to be suspicious. Right. She's been absolutely right to be suspicious. All right, and that's what brings us to this part right here, where she's basically in the library looking up public information, where she's trying to figure out information. And look what about she's it. looking through. She's looking through old newspaper finders. Old there's no there's no internet and stuff. Exactly, it's, it's the yep. old school way of doing detective work. Yep, the way I did in high school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, but 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 uh, she's looking through that kind of stuff, and it's so cool how they do this because in that exact scene, it drifts over to the person on the other side of, of <laughs> the, the, the cubicle, I guess, mm-hmm. and it's a cha cha, yeah. And she's reading Vanya's book about yep. you know the, the the Umbrella Academy and learning all their powers, basically, which is pretty much a way to figure out what they can do and how to beat them. Well, this yeah. is, the, and this gives us more insight into what they she put into this book to why the family was so pissed off at her. Because yeah. look at how detailed it is. Because, like you said, she was like, "Well, now you know." Now look, this would tie five in time travel. So no wonder he's been such a prick to catch, and he was so good in the business, and, and you know, and the one, the one strong, and then he went to the moon, and you know what I'm saying? Like she detailed this thing. She detailed oh, yeah. it with all their stuff. Oh yeah, she let it all out, man. But mm-hmm. opened up the kimono. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but. Basically, Allison is really, really skeptical. Are really, really skeptical about this character, and you know, I, I am too. Just kind of, as a basic trope, he seems like a guy that's going to come in to play later. That's mm-hmm. not that good. So, let's see what happens next. Oh, didn't yeah. this with Klaus on the bus? Like he comes back, right? Yes, yes, yes. Klaus comes back on the bus, and at the end of the last episode, that was how the last episode ended. It was Klaus. Stole the briefcase from Cha Cha <laughs> yeah. and Hazel whenever he got out. Whenever they killed, uh, what's her name? Yeah, the, the, the Diego's officer, girlfriend. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Patches. Patches, yes. Uh, Patches. But yeah, and then he uh, he shows up on this bus, and we see him, and he just looks all distraught, and he's got like this fresh tattoo on his arm and dog tags and stuff on around his neck. Well, you know what's funny? When I first saw that scene, because he has blood on his hands, he has the tattoo on his left arm, and he has dog tags, and a sleeveless shirt. Mm-hmm. And I didn't watch episode four before I watched this one again. Mm-hmm. So, and it had been so long since I seen it, I was trying to remember what he was wearing when he left. And it I was wasn't like, that. I, know, I was like, I know it wasn't that. Like, I know he wasn't wearing that when he left. And it plays out in the story that basically he'd gone, I guess, to Vietnam. Uh, that's what, yes, that's what I'm yeah. assuming, yes. Vietnam. And mm-hmm. he's a soldier in Vietnam, and he uh, he lived there for what do you say, ten months? Yes. Yeah. And I, I I'm guessing that in this episode they're kind of just showing that he is he's gay, or yeah. at least bisexual. No, yeah, no, he's yeah, he's he's straight because he fell in love with a guy named Dave there in the same right, uh, in the same little thing or whatever. Right. And you never find out who Dave is, but you find out that some kind of way or another Dave died, obviously, because he has PTSD from it. Yeah, well, it leads to like one of my favorite scenes that I loved in this episode. Yeah, when I mean somehow Diego gets it. Diego's like, man, what's wrong? You know, when you're you're quiet. You know, you haven't been this quiet since you were eight, and you broke your you broke your jaw falling down the steps in in uh, Allison's heels or whatever. You know, and then and then he's like, yeah, he's like, just leave me alone. He's like, oh, you can pull over here. And Diego looks. He's like, what the hell? It's a VFW. And he yeah. gets out. And he goes, are you gonna be all right? And he says, yeah. And he goes to go in, and you see Diego just like throw it in reverse. And, they, and Klaus walks through the VFW, and he's just a wreck, and he's just, like, he goes in, and when he's looking at that, my favorite part is those Diego comes back in to check on him, 
And when they get in that bar fight together, I loved it. I fucking loved it. Because Diego's not going to let away punk his brother. It just proves that, like, even though Klaus is, like, a fallen druggie and stuff, and they know he's, you know, they can't trust him and stuff, that he's, that they're still family. He still loves him. You know, he's not going to let, he's not going to let the, all these old guys hurt him, you know? Yeah. Well, you know what's funny is when I look at, like, the different personalities of all these characters, I want to tell myself that when it comes to a situation like that, that I'm like, I'm like Klaus or Diego. That's how I'd react. That's mm-hmm. what I want to tell myself. But I'm more like Luther. <laughs> you know, I, I really mm-hmm. am. I, when, when it really comes down to it, I'm more like Luther. Like, I, I, that's how I probably would react. I'd want to do what Diego or Klaus does, but I'd probably do what Luther does and just, right. just talk it out, you know, mm-hmm. and try to figure out what's going on. You know, it's escalation of force, man. EOF. Right. You know? Right. So that was a really cool scene. You're right. With, with the bar fight, I lo- I love that because even Klaus, like he's he's not having. He jumps on that guy's back and starts going. I just I love it because Diego's there. Like even Diego, like he swallows the fight and he apologizes for him and stuff. And it's one line too much when he tries to tell Klaus about it. You can see it on Diego's face, like he turns around yeah. and looks at. And Klaus turns around. And he, what's he telling? Like fuck off or fuck you or something. And Diego immediately sees him when he sees that guy move. He just bam, fucking drops him. You know well, what I mean? That's that's the point, honestly, in real life when you passed. Being right. respectful and you're just being a condescending dick. Oh, absolutely. You know? absolutely. Like, like, you know, if Diego's already apologized, the whole situation is neutralized and nobody else is saying anything. If you're going to make that one last request, no, I need him to say it. You're mm-hmm. just an asshole. That's all there exactly. is to it. That, yeah. That's that line right there. That you you're trying to you're trying to alpha male. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're right. trying to, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But that was a really cool scene, man. Uh, I love that it gave the background of what was going on with uh, with number with uh, Klaus mm-hmm. over the last X mm-hmm. little while. So, did he explain to Diego how long he was gone, or was that number five? He told. How long I, he I, I, I'm pretty sure it's Diego. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It's Di- or no, 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 no. It was it was number five. It was, it was like, number five. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. He goes. He's he goes. I do with box. Yeah, yeah. He goes. I can tell. I goes. I can tell the symptoms. You were. You know. They're both Disney lightheaded or wherever. He says. He goes. How yeah. long were you gone? And he said ten months. And right. and the uh, you know number five is like holy shit. You know, like he did it. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. And know? and that actually brings us to another point. Uh, when he got back, he destroyed the box. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So Chacha and Hazel are still looking for this case that they think is intact, but it's destroyed. Mm-hmm. So that's their time traveling box. But, and they they make it sound like they're going to be in trouble with the bureau, like because they still can't find it or, or whatever whatever the place is. I forget what it is that it's called that they work at, but like they act if, like it's going to be like some deep doo doo. If I had to guess, they would be in trouble with the bureau. Yeah. So a side note. That a little bitty side clip through all this going on is Pogo fixing Grace, which yes. is their mother, the robot. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, and that'll that'll come into play at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. But right now, all you see is Klaus is walking through the house and he's seeing the attack because he wasn't well. He was there, but he was but kind of he did, yeah, yeah. He was dancing. He was and, yeah, he was battling and dancing until they took him right. So, uh, but he's walking through and he's seeing the destruction of the house, and that's kind of when you see Pogo is reconstructing or i guess trying to put back together grace does it vanya gets the first chair like thing oh yeah she goes in she has to go in and play and like we start we get the first hint of her of her power because there's this weird wave stuff coming off as she's playing because she's she doesn't have her drugs she's off her drugs because we know creepy carl took them and he's pushing her to stay off of them well you know what's funny about that is uh well not funny about it but what what the thing about that is 
she even said whenever she was uh, going to her audition, she felt better than she has in years. Mm-hmm. And she's off her medicine. The way I got to kind of look at this is she's kind of been restrained. It's almost like a Jean Grey type thing. A suppressant. You know, where she is so powerful and somebody recognized that and suppressed it before it could become the destruction of whatever. And <laughs> like I said, typical superhero trope. There's the end of the world coming in four days. Mm-hmm. You've just had a person realize they have powers that have been suppressed for a reason. What? You stop. What are <laughs> like you I said, coming up with? I haven't been reading this my whole life or anything, but I'm just saying there's a chance that Vanya's powers have to do with the end of the hey, earth. I told, you la- I told you last time, you quit, you quit looking in your crystal ball. Can you put that <laughs> yeah. away? I mean, <laughs> just, just, just we're saying. not doing but, that, okay? You stop it. <laughs> well, you know what was funny is I actually paused it like six times earlier because there's one scene here in a little while where number five and um, Luther are talking. Mm. And number five is going through equations on the wall, and he's trying to figure out what's you know what he can do to prevent the apocalypse. Because yeah. he has basically two options. He has the one he's looking for and the one he doesn't want to do which we'll get to in a minute. But the one he's looking for, he tells Luther, he's like, it's almost impossible. And Luther kind of says, you mean like you coming back? Right. That it can happen, you know? Mm-hmm. So he's writing these equations down and he finds hey, even names. a point, even a point zero, 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 one is still a percentage it's still of a chance. chance. Exactly. Yeah. So, so he, he brings Luther these four names and he's like, he explains to him that these are not the four people that will cause the end of the earth. But, their deaths might pre- prevent it. Might alter the the yeah exactly the butterfly effect. He explains the butterfly effect. He's like basically exactly. that they're they're not the ones who caused the end of the earth necessarily, but their death will prevent the. But, end of the okay, earth. but you know what? Right. I'm just now thinking of this with that logic. Him coming back, he should be able to just sit there on his ass and do nothing because him coming back as a kid into that timeline, that should cause a butterfly effect. This should change that end of the world outlook, too. Yeah, uh, yeah, but now you're getting way too technical into it. You're ruining the whole... Sorry, I don't even know why they just popped in my head as I heard you talk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, not necessarily, because maybe the whole timeline that he saw that was destroyed was from him coming back and that happening. Are we all into Avengers Endgame territory with time travel now, or what? <laughs> no, I'm not okay. getting into that wormhole. Okay, I'm not getting into that wormhole right now. Anyway, so he basically kind of explains that that these four people, and I looked at the four names, and I can't remember them all right now, yeah, but none of them meaningless. I'm, I'm yeah, pretty meaningless. sure. Yeah, none of them rang a bell. So I, I was looking for Leonard's name on there, but it wasn't on there. No, it's probably it's probably like the creators of the show or something. You know what I mean? It's probably like yeah. a little nod to them. They just had to put some names. So. But he basically tells Luther that these four people, what he's narrowed it down to is these four people can change what happens. Okay? Gets his big gun out and he's going to kill him. Yep. Well, one scene I wanted to talk about is the whole Gritty's Donuts and uh, Hazel. I don't think Hazel ate anything this episode, did he? No, he did. He had a, he had a big he... scene where he was uh, he was at Gritty's Donuts on the side. No, he sat he... there, but out of... Oh, in the car. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Well, You're right in the car. Yeah. Well, he ate lunch with the the girl. Yeah, in the, the car. That's what yeah. I mean. In the car. They were, or, no, it wasn't in the car. He was sitting in that it was car the side behind of the, the building. Yeah. Yeah. You're behind right. the building. Yeah, but yep. he was in that old car seat junk seat. Yeah. You're right. Right. You're right. He was sitting in the car seat. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, like so, you can definitely tell that Hazel is ready to go. 
He is smitten. Like, he is smitten with this lady that works at Grady's Donuts. Like he just smiles. I swear, this guy reminds me of John Goodman. I don't know why. He's just like warm and abiding in the way he talks about stuff. I don't, I don't know why, but like I just I love his character. I love Hazel's character. I don't. I don't. He's just. You could tell he's just doing it because it's a job. Like he doesn't really want to do it. You know, we know he's let people go before because he feels bad about it. But it's just a paycheck and a good pension for him. And you know what I'm saying? He's just smitten with this gritty donut lady and going there and eating these donuts. I, I don't know. I just like his character and I like the guy that's playing him. Damn you. Damn what? you. Because now that you say that John Goodman, I mm-hmm. can't not see it. You get what I'm saying? Doesn't, doesn't <laughs> I can't see- not see it. Oh, you I was sitting here look at I'm actually watching it as we're listening to the, or doing this review right now. I can't not see it. I'm sitting here looking at it. John Goodman. Yeah, you're right. That's exactly the kind of character he is. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, Hazel's a cool character, man. Like I said, I still have a theory that eventually Hazel and Cha-Cha are going to come into some kind of play of helping out the Umbrella Academy to, you know, stop the end of the world. Because obviously, spoilers, they just got clear for a season two. So they make it through this season. Hey, how do you know? How do you know it's just not like... How do we know that Klaus doesn't survive in a bomb shelter and he's just seeing all his broken brothers and sisters dead now? Uh, how do we know that? Because I know Netflix is not that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> dude, I like that we see Ben a couple. Just there's a couple little flashes of Ben this episode, but like we see him in the front seat with Luther and what one. There seat is, yeah. We're like, wee, wee. Fucking hilarious. It was pretty cool. I do like this scene though, where Luther and uh, Number Five are talking, and Number Five is basically telling him what he's gonna go do, and Luther does. Basically, what I said that ultimately I would probably do, even though I don't want to say that I would, it's ultimately what I probably do is he's trying to stop number five from murdering, you know, these people. Right, and he said, to, can't to we save just billions, talk to him? To yeah. save billions. I'm sorry, in my mind, that's justified. In my heart, I don't know if I could do it. You know? Well, it's the, it's the could you uh, kill baby Hitler thing if you go back in time. You right, know, it's that conundrum. Right. Can you, could, could you live with yourself for killing a child even though you could save millions of lives? Like, you know what I mean? That's, that's, that's the exactly. whole conundrum. But him and Luther are kind of in that same kind of argument. Right. And uh, number five's leaving. He's got his um, uh, his dad's elephant rifle or yeah. Yeah. rifle, whatever, yeah, 50 cal, a, muzzle, yeah. whatever it is. I don't know. Uh, it's, it but, looks so funny in his little kid's hands, his big old gun. He's just swinging <laughs> yeah. around like it. Dude, I love the kid who plays five. He's He is such a perfect actor who plays this role. So I can't remember his name, but like he just, I, I love the whole cast. I really do. I mean, Ellen Page is. is She's kind of, you know, like whatever, but like even her as Vanya, she's not bad, but she's like my least favorite character. There's one thing I like more than the cast, and I'm going to get to that when it comes up in here in a little while, but I'll let you know. Uh, But no, as far as number five goes, man, like he's a badass. He really really is, man. And I, I completely get his mindset and his his thinking and what he wants to do. Right. You know, because he's not wrong. I'm not no. saying that I could do what he's doing, but he's not wrong. But that was no. his job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he even says, I didn't enjoy killing. Because mm-hmm. that's basically what he was with an assassin. Well, Luther, Luther tells him, he's like, I know you're still a good person, Five. He goes, or else you wouldn't be coming back here and trying to to change everything. He knows he's a good person still. Right. And that's why, Luther, that, and that's why know, Luther's willing yeah. to be. You know, Luther's the head of the household. He is number one. Like he's trying to go in with him, and he's like, you know, you got no choice to take me with you. I'm doing. We're doing this together, and he forces him to go with him. You know, and five's finally like, all right, we'll try it your way. No. 
Number five, he has the ideal mindset you want to have, but it takes a lot of guts to do that kind of stuff he's doing. You know, well, but he's he, not all there. He's crazy. He spent sixty or forty years alone by himself. Does, yeah. yeah, he's he's crazy. He's not well, right. He, he says in this episode, he says, you know, solitude will do, you know, insane things to the mind. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know that's what's going on. But he's just, you're right. I like the character. I like the guy, the player, the the character player, the kid, the the kid who plays him. Yeah, it's, it's, he did a great job. But uh, back to the episode. Hazel and Cha Cha basically go back to the hotel. Yeah, they roll back. Whole- well, well, you gotta think. But first, Diego is a class or target. He's like, "What the hell is that bar fight thing about?" And he just happens to look in his rearview mirror and sees sees Hazel getting his card, Grady's donuts, and that's when he he instantly goes into Batman mode. And he's like, "Oh, I got these motherfuckers." You know what I mean? Well, and Klaus is like, "That's the guy that tortured me." Well, no, there was something before that though that made him go to Gritty Donuts to see him there. Oh, he well, saw yeah, the he re- found that receipt. For found him, that receipt. Patches. Yeah, exactly. Which is even yeah. more Batman. You're right. Yeah. But no, yeah, he, he found that. He receipt. is the Batman of this universe. He is, yeah. He found maybe Nightwing. <laughs> I don't want to give him the Batman crown. Bro, he is the Batman of this universe. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Uh, I have a hard time giving that giving that cowl out. You know. <laughs> but <laughs> okay, he's the I Daredevil. He's the Daredevil. Of this okay. Universe. Yeah, there we go. We can agree on that. We because you know Daredevil was street and just going in and taking it to him. But you know, we'll, we'll say he's the Daredevil. We'll say Netflix. He's, Daredevil. he's Frank Miller's Daredevil in this universe. Okay. Let's put it that okay. Way. I will totally agree with that. Okay. Yeah. We have we have a, a status. So there we go. So I'll stop calling. But yeah, he's Frank Miller, Daredevil <laughs> in this universe. But uh, basically, he's wanting to go back to the hotel where you know he knows these guys are, and that's when Klaus is with him, and Klaus tells him he's like, "Hey, those are the guys who had me and tortured mm-hmm. me, and I barely get out with my life." I just at said this that. point. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. At, at this point, they don't like they don't know that each other knows that. Yeah, yeah. We do, but they don't know that yet. So we well, see the look point, on Diego's face, like he like he kind of gets it, like oh shit, you know. Yeah. Well, you see him go up the stairs, and he tell when they pull him to the hotel, he tells uh, Klaus, he's like, "Stay in the car." Yeah. Like you know, if I'm not back in two minutes, that means I'm dead. Go get help. Yeah. And you see him go to the top of the stairs, and he's about to throw a knife, and as soon as he's about to throw it. Klaus stops him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, which, you know, obviously, for the show, it's a good thing. <clears throat> Even though I like to see him throw a knife through somebody's head. Well, well, Klaus just has, like, he has a great dynamic with everybody, and he's, like, the same person, and they all take him a little different. I just, like, the way he interacts with it, like, there's, I'm not gonna spoil it, but I'm gonna give you a little tease. There's in, like, episode seven, there's, like, a Klaus and somebody else that goes on an adventure, and it's one of the most craziest wild things I've ever seen, and you're going to love it. Yeah. Well, you know, the way I look at Klaus is the family kind of looks at him as the little brother that's slightly autistic. And I don't mean that to be any kind of offense. I just mean the way you would kind of treat everybody as... They just look at him as the effed up brother. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, the loser, you know, the... The one that, like, you know, it's still our brother, but we know he's you know, the drug addict and the loser. But they, they accept how eccentric and wild and weird he is because, I mean, that's a better shit, way. To I, I'd, I'd, be weird, I'd be weird and wild and eccentric, too, if I saw dead people from the time I was a little kid. My dad yeah. locked me in a crypt because he goes, oh, have you learned to control it? Talk to him. And they're screaming in my face and I'm crying. I'd probably be a little eccentric, too. Yeah. OK, that's a that's a way better way to describe it, eccentric. Way better way to do it. So, yeah. but, you know, I, 
you know, and that's the kind of thing is they're here to catch Cha-Cha and, and Hazel. And, you know, the only thing I didn't like about this scene was that, like, Hazel sees Diego so easily. Yeah. That, that's not Batman. Like, see, like he's definitely Yeah, Daredevil. that's not Batman. That's, that's why I said he's not Batman. He's, yeah, he's Nightwing. definitely Daredevil because he's blind as hell. Yeah, okay, Daredevil. Because, <laughs> like, because Hazel looks out the window. All he does is look out the window when he hears the sound. He's like... <laughs> Yeah, this guy's right behind us, you he's know. Like, on us. He's right behind an ice cream truck, and I thought, <laughs> right. I, I, and I was like, wait a second, crouch. Wait, yeah, no, yeah. he's parked right there, and you just see the car. Like, when when you hear, it, you're expecting to be like kind of like like a little kid <laughs> crouched on the side, but peeking around with binoculars. But no, no, he's just sitting in the car, like, what's up, guys? You know? Yeah. Oh yeah, it blew my mind. I was like, wait a second, that's, that's not that's not right. But right, that's the way they're doing it. So, so Diego's confronted, you know, the killers of Patches, which. Dude, I hated that scene, man. Like, mm. I, I, I didn't think she was going to die. Not me either. But that's what makes this show so good is, you know, you get unexpected things. But actually, uh, Klaus saves Diego mm-hmm. in this scene. Because I know that it was basically kind of a setup. Once Hazel saw Diego outside, he kind of set him up. So that way he'd come to the house or come to the room and they would be able to do a drive-by and shoot at him. Ambush him, and, right. Yeah, ambush him, yeah. And and Klaus kind of saves him. He does save him. Diego just yeah. nipped in the arm. Well, but the one thing I'll give Diego credit for is he put that little tracker on or whatever it was on the bottom right. of uh, on their car yep. before they got, you know, seen just blatantly looking out Batman, the huge window. Which if you were Batman, that would be the whole point. Right. You wouldn't get caught for that. That'd be That'd be the whole point. Right. Yeah. But I do love how they shoot the tires out, and like we just see them look around, like, and we're like, "Oh man, how are they gonna go after them?" You know, I mean? yeah. <laughs> that leads to comes ice up from a little bit. Yeah. yeah, where they take they steal the damn ice cream truck, and Diego doesn't even drive it; he lets Klaus drive the goddamn ice cream right. truck after him. Which is what makes it so much better at the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so much better. Yeah. Uh, but now, after that scene, it kind of that's a, it's a high dramatic scene, so it cuts to a very you know low kind of tone mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you get to see Vanya and she is auditioning for the first seat yeah of first her, chair her recit- your first chair excuse me yeah of her I guess recital group or play or whatever she does of her yeah uh, yeah first chair and her little or- uh, orchestra not even orchestra I, yes I know what you're talking about I can't think of it either and while she is rocking it out that's kind of the music for Allison going into Creepy Carl's house. Mm-hmm. Leonard's house. Mm-hmm. So she is basically, after she has gone and searched through, because we skipped a scene earlier where she was talking to Vanya, and she was like, I looked through him, and all I found was a telephone number and a one picture. picture. My, one yeah, picture. It's like my, he didn't exist. Article. Right. And she said, you can look at me and you can find pages. And Vanya raised a good point. She was like, you're one of the biggest celebrities in the world. Of course, there's going to be tons and tons of pages about you. So she raised a very good point. Vanya was a dick in that scene. She's like, no, you ain't about being a mother to your kid. I'm like, oh, hey, bitch, you're the one that you know right on. Vanya's kind of always a dick. Dude, Vanya is a fucking rag. But I get her mindset. Uh, Me too. I get where she's coming from. Me me too. I get where she's coming from. Her whole life she's been told she was nothing. You know, so I get when you feel like nothing, that's what you act like. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. But nevertheless, she is at this audition for the first chair in her little group, and she is fucking crushing it. Uh huh. Like, well, no, no, no. At first, not at first. 
they're wiping her, they're, they're writing her off almost like, oh, what's your name again? Because the guy was all smug and a dick to her. And like, they weren't even paying attention. He's looking down, they were just doing something. And then we see that when she's really cutting loose, whatever the hell that wave thing is, washes over them. And they all look up instantly and are stunned and mesmerized by her, you know? It almost makes me wonder if her power is based on sound or influence. Kind of like rumors. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, because, well, we'll keep going, but at the very end of the episode, it comes back into play again. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what exactly it means, but we're going to talk about that. So, me, me either, honestly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so maybe it's not explained. I, I, maybe I missed it, because I'm paying more attention this time. You know what I mean? But like, uh, yeah, that was that was that was a bit strange. Well, it doesn't let you know through this, but it seems like the way Vanya's powers kind of worked, it seemed like it was like a an omittance of like a, a wave, almost like a um, if you ever watched DCCW Black Canary scream. Well, but it was almost but like not it, a, but it, not it entranced, it, it entranced you, or, it right. entranced you or whatever. You know what I mean? Because like I said, they instantly looked up and they couldn't look away from her. You know what I mean? What is the character that uh, does the influence? Oh, it was just on the animated series I watched. I can't remember what it is now. Oh, gosh. Where, where he can influence you and, oh. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, Queen B, Queen B can en- enthrall and influence you know, all men and some women. <laughs> but if you were talking about the Young Justice, if that's what you were watching. Vertigo. Vertigo. Oh, Vertigo. Vertigo yeah, is the character said, I'm thinking of. The yeah, powers kinda, are very similar to Vertigo. Vertigo. Kind of, yeah. Well, yeah. not not so much mind control, but as far as No, how he doesn't mind control. Power, yeah, it, well, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. It's pretty close. So the, the, the powers are pretty close to Vertigo. And that I'm so sorry it took me so long to find that. And I'll cut that out. <laughs> as it, <laughs> yeah, as we edit it, but uh, yeah, Vertigo, like it reminds me kind of of that, of how <clears throat> I don't think she's realizing she's emitting these powers, Mm-mm. but it's definitely in waves influencing people, you know. And I'm very interested in the future to see how far it travels as far right. as that influence goes, and that happens right. kind of at the end of the episode. So, but before we get to the end of the episode. That's when you kind of get to the scene where, well, let's break it down. Hazel and Cha-Cha are desperate for their case. Because Hazel even says to Cha-Cha, you know, I've been at pawn shops all day looking for where that druggie, talking about Klaus, mm-hmm. would have gotten rid of it. And you've been in the library studying. And that's where she kind of lets them know that she's been reading the book from Vanya. And she knows their powers now, which is a really, you know, useful thing to have. So... They're looking for this case, and Five knows they're desperate for that case. So he yeah, he sets up advanced. a meeting. Yeah. So he sets up a meeting, and at this meeting, <laughs> you got to remember, Diego set up the tracker on, <laughs> on uh, uh, their Hazel. car. Car, exactly. So he knew exactly where they were going. So as soon as they have the meeting set up, and number five and all of them get out, well, before that, number five says... I want a meeting with your boss. Mm-hmm. And Cha-Cha tries to make that happen. She's like, I'm going to yeah, try to make it happen. A, they're holding a fake case hostage yeah. where they're making them think that they can get it. Like, Luther's big ass is holding up. And Fire's like, you know, you might... She's like, what is to stop me from killing you? He's like, you might be able to kill me, but you see my, my brother, he got a hell of a time. He'll have that case smashed to bits. And 
you know, to Hazel's even like, yeah, dropped a chandelier on him and he stood right back up. You know what right. I mean? Just proving how yeah. big, you know, and strong Luther is. So they recognize what's going on. You know, they, they recognize. Yeah. Well, they call you know, the handler. Everybody's powers, everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. They call the handler. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Chacha goes, calls the handler. And, uh, you know, the next kind of scene, it's them in the same kind of spot. But time freezes almost. Well, before that, before that, we hear the ice cream truck coming up, and we oh, see yeah. Klaus yeah. and Diego plow into Chacha and Hazel, yeah. and then time slows down. Right. So time kind of freezes, and all you see is number five and the handler talking. Mm-hmm. And this is where I was talking about earlier that the the episodes get so crazy because you want to watch the next episode so bad you can't stand it, you know. And now that I've done this review, I can do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but basically, it's number five has a handgun. He is holding the handler. I don't want to say hostage, but he's got a gun pointed. He's at trying it. to. He's trying yes. to trying to strong arm her. Right. She's definitely not scared. No. So, no. Because like she said, she's just a cog in a bigger wheel. Right. She offers Which, him a job in management. Like I said, that's how corporate this little assassin's guild is, or business, or whatever. She's like, oh, you don't have to be in the field working. You can be in the. You know, you can be in the home office at the at the whatever she called the place. And I'm like, Jesus, these guys, it is literally just a job for them to go through time and just wiping people out. And this is only halfway through the series, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I can only imagine after opening this up in episode five that it's going to go crazy the last oh, no, I, I can't. What did you yeah. say the next the name of the next episode is? Uh, the. Alright folks, so I don't know exactly what happened, but somehow the last couple of minutes of our recording got cut out. So what I'm going to do is improv this. This is after we've recorded by myself. So the point we were at was that very end of the episode, they have set up a meeting with Cha-Cha and Hazel and they are trying to make sure that they can, or basically they're trying to stronghold them with the fake case and make them believe that they have the case Cha-Cha and his are looking for and they are trying to set up a meeting with the handler and through this ruse they do <clears throat> the handler shows up she makes a deal with number five where number five is advanced to management of whatever program they are part of and he says the only way he'll do it is if he, they save his family. Handler says she will do what she can do to make that happen. They shake hands. They disappear. Kind of like a time warp. No idea where the next episode is going. I'm definitely going to watch it by the end of next week. And we are definitely going to continue to review this series. It is an amazing series. I am very sorry for the unfortunate ending of this episode where I kind of had to break things down, or excuse me, very quickly. And, yeah. Don't know what else to say. But, I'll kind of go with the outro here. You can find Travis on this podcast, at Travis underscore 156 on Twitter. You can find Nathan at WobblyBoots185 on Twitter. You can also find me at the TheBatDaddy52 on Twitter. If you can't get us there which you should be able to because we're always open to hearing people talk to us about these kind of things. But if by chance you can't get us there, you can email us at scspodcast1 at yahoo.com 
or you can go on the show. You can leave a voice message. We can play it for you on the show. The Suicide Squadcast, Anchor.fm. You can find us there. Should be pretty simple to figure out. But that's all we got for this week. I'm very sorry about the unfortunate ending and how things turned out. But we are coming back strong. We have a Spider-Man Far From Home review. We are going to start getting into some Star Wars. We also are going to continue Young Justice, continue Umbrella Academy, possibly get into The Boys, possibly get into Titans. We have so many things we can do. More importantly, give us feedback and let us know what you want to do or what you want us to do because I am always down to hear what any kind of fan wants me to talk about. So if you have any ideas, hit us up. Gave you all the contact information. With all that being said, I'm going to go ahead and sign off. This is Greg, the Bat Daddy 52, SCS Podcast 1, Yahoo.com, at SCS Podcast 1 on Twitter, WildlyWoods85, Travis underscore 156 on Twitter. Folks, that's it for me tonight. You have our contact information. If you want to get a hold of us, hit us up. We're always down to talk. I appreciate you listening. This is Mark 8. I am signing off. Greg at the Bad Daddy Shutter's not music.